It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Russ Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast Part 2, as they say on Naked Gun, I think. Part 2, the show that's so nice, we do it twice for you every week. We try to break it up. So it's not an hour and 45 minutes or whatever. Try to break it up into two fairly evenly balanced podcasts, both of which tell you about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, the promo code podcast one. If you like to put a little something, something on games, make sure you do it at betonline.ag and use the promo code podcast one. So you get that 50% welcome bonus. Speaking of welcome, Evan, we'd like to welcome everybody that's getting ready for their fantasy playoffs, which will be here before you know it. This is where you separate yourself. And Evan Silva, at Evan Silva on Twitter, is the separator. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram. I chime in, try to provide some value when I see it, when I think I have it, when I can, when I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be able to help you guys out with a player that maybe other people might not be as familiar with or some insight, Doug Baldwin, Dan Arnold, Dallas Goddard, just some of the calls I've had over the years, Trey Burton, trying to help you guys out. By the way, trying to help you guys out, I'll give you one other way to help yourself out. If you are starting to lose your hair at all, even a little bit, you've got to go to keeps right now. Unfortunately, I've got a lot of experience with this. And the reality is, none of these things can actually regrow your hair. I mean, I guess in some percentage of people, they regrow some. But the reality is, they do a real good job of keeping what you have. That's why the, the company is called Keeps. I love them. I'm a subscriber. Uh, I'm a customer. Because I was already taking the pill every morning. I was already putting the topical solution on the top of my head and rubbing it in in the morning and at night because those are the only two FDA-approved hair loss products, which means they've done the testing. Yes, there is benefit. Yes, they're approved. Yes, they work. And yes, you guys can get them sent to your house for cheaper than it would be at the store. No doctors involved other than the online doctors. After you fill out your information, take a couple pictures of your head, Boom. If you qualify, they send it to you and you will love it. And you can even try it for free. Go to keeps.com slash feast. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash feast. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash feast. Keeps. Hair today. Hair tomorrow. Next meal. All right, Evan, let's start with Kansas City. The Chiefs back in action after a bye in Oakland to take on the slow-as-molasses Raiders defense. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs are in the best possible position. You know, I, the only guy to talk about and maybe be like, is, is he, you know, he's like on the fringe is Sammy Watkins. He barely played in that game against the Rams. Of course, he started. Uh, but he barely played, and uh, he should be healthy coming off the bye. Let's look at his practice participation. If he gets in, let's say, two full practices, we start him against the Raiders. 
But, I mean, Tyreek Kill, Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, this is the best possible matchup for all of them. On the other side, you know, you're, you're facing this Chiefs defense that has the massive splits home and away in terms of points allowed, and you're still struggling to be like, you know, well, who are we gonna, who are we gonna, who are we gonna start this week? You know, maybe Jared Cook, Derek Carr, maybe in a two quarterback league, Jordy Nelson, like zero catches last week. Um, Seth Roberts, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I say, I say, we move on to the next one. Wow. All right. Jets, Titans. The both teams very disappointing. Although you know what, it's weird. Mariota actually played pretty well, but the Titans still lost by a lot. Yeah, very weird. Very weird. Um, I like the Titans' defense this week. Um, this is another one where it's like, I don't know. We're, are we going to get Darnold? We don't know. We don't know. Jets. They've been using two, three running backs every week. You know, all the receivers are hurt. I mean, you know, they're playing, but they're hurt. Uh, Herndon, Titans are like one of the best teams in the NFL against tight ends. Herndon is coming off a seven-catch game, Chris Herndon. Um, I think I would play that that tier of streamer tight ends that we talked about on the first show. i play all those guys over Chris Herndon. Um, oh man, this is this is an ugly one, too. Uh, I mean, with the with the Chiefs Raiders, at least it was, like, straightforward. You know, but with this one, you're, you're struggling. Uh, Deion Lewis, I mean, Deion Lewis should be able to get it going against the Jets. Jets have been real bad against the run. Um, and Deion Lewis, of course, has that passing game value. Derrick Henry, you know the deal with him every single week. He's got to score a touchdown or he's doing nothing for you, and he usually does not score a touchdown. Really, this should be a Derrick Henry game. In theory, I mean, we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Jets, but uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, this should be a game where the te- where, where it doesn't matter, and the Titans play this game with a lead. Their t- their defense does well against a just completely broken Jets offense uh, that has just lost everyone. Can't pass protect, you know. Doesn't really have a running game. Um, and Derrick Henry should be able to, and they, the Titans should be in control. But, you know, there have been a, a, a decent number of those th- this year, and Derrick Henry does not always deliver. Corey Davis should eat. Uh, when Marcus Mariota has been healthy, Corey, Corey Davis has had big games. Um, you know, at least he's mixed in big games. And Marcus Mariota gave us the impression that he was healthy on Monday night. Uh, I think that. Marcus Mariota is an all right streamer, you know, not great, uh, certainly not a bad one, um, but, you know, playable. And then uh, at the tight end position, uh, the tight, the Jets have given up very little to that position all season. They've got good safeties, uh, but Johnu Smith is the guy who's going to be out there a lot. But it is concerning that Anthony Ferkser has started to play more. Anthony Ferkser stood, stood out in the preseason, caught a ton of passes uh, in the preseason, and um, 
you know, pretty good athlete, smart dude out of Harvard. And uh, I think that, you know, there, there is every reason for them to continue to use him uh, in two tight end sets. And that's a little bit of a concern for Jonu Smith. Uh, but uh, yeah, that takes care of this game. Let's move on to the next one. Hopefully it's a better one. It is. It's the Vikings and the Patriots, the 425 p.m. Eastern time featured game. What do you got on that one? Okay, we could do some actual analysis. So what are we what are we going to do? What are the Patriots going to do this week? I think that I think they are not we are not going to see them smash Sony Michelle into the Vikings defensive line over and over again. I think that we are going to see a quick pass, short pass offense this week against the Vikings. Um, you look at this Vikings front when it is healthy and it, and it is right now. Sheldon Richardson, Linval Joseph, Daniel Hunter, Everson Griffin. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Uh, and I think that the the Patriots are going to obviously realize that. Um, and not only are the Vikings good against the run, but they are they have a great pass rush and they can win with their front four. They they don't blitz. I mean, they do not blitz. And Mike Zimmer historically has been you know seen as a very aggressive defensive coordinator. But there's no reason for them to blitz. No reason for them to blitz, and they still get home. They still cause a lot of problems. So the the best way for the Patriots to navigate around that is to throw the ball, you know, 40-plus times, maybe 38 to 46, somewhere in that range. A lot of quick passes, a lot of Julian Edelman against Mackenzie Alexander. You know, a lot of, a lot of Gronk against, um, you know, in, in the quick game against uh, the Viking safeties. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, and against, you know, the, the linebacker core that has been uh, chewed up by injury a little bit. Uh, a lot of James White this week and not necessarily as much of a Sony Michelle game. I still think you could play Sony Michelle. You know, I still think he's going to get mm, 12 to 16 touches, but I don't think it's going to be one of these games where they try to feed him over and over again. And there have been a number of those. Last week was one of those. Um, and look, he could still get goal line carries, so you could play him. But I think that you have a little bit more level of co- higher level of confidence in James White this week than you might have uh, over the past few weeks. Rex Burkhead is eligible for Week 13 return. No idea if he's going to play, but I do think he's worth putting uh, on the end of your bench in case something happens. Things can happen quickly. Sony Michelle like got hurt last week, you know, and he did come back, and I think he's going to be fine for this week. But it's just a reminder that, you know, that th- these things can change very, very quickly. And, hey, something happens to James White or Sony Michelle this week, and all of a sudden for week 14, Rex Burkett is in position to get like 11 thir- to 13 touches in week 14. Um, another big concern and reason to believe that the Patriots might go a little bit more pass-heavy in this game is because Xavier Rhodes does not look like he's going to play. Zimmer came out and said that the injury was very, very mild, but you know, that's not a timetable. That's just him saying that, Hey, you know, we don't think he's going to miss a significant amount of time. Um, But uh, Dr. Chow doesn't think that uh, Xavier Rhodes is going to play this week. And Hey, he pulled his hamstring and didn't return. And that typically uh, lends itself to the player not playing. So that, if there's no Xavier Rhodes, I mean, that helps Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is in the buy low air yards model this week. 
Um, he caught all five of his targets last week for 70 yards. He has 70-plus yards and or a touchdown in five of his last six games. He's a wide receiver, too, against the Vikings. Other side, Kirk Cousins, he balled out, I mean, against Green Bay. I mean, uh, he wasn't perfect, but, I mean, he, he played, you know, they did not have a running game in that game, and they were facing Aaron Rodgers, and he outplayed Aaron Rodgers. Um, Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, both awesome plays. Stephon, Stephon Gilmore has been lights out with the exception of the one game against uh, – against Corey Davis. So it's not a gimme matchup for Stefan Diggs, but he does run in the slot 25 to 33% of the time, depending on the game. Uh, and Stefan Gilmore typically doesn't go in the slot, although he did uh, quite a bit against Corey Davis in the aforementioned game. Uh, but, but Stefan Diggs, uh, double digit targets in seven of his last eight games. I mean, Kirk just, feeds these wide receivers i mean they get so many targets and and it's awesome uh that helps them stay matchup proof and stefan Diggs, such a good route runner i think he's going to be op- be able to get open a number of times against stefan gilmore adam thielen in the slot most of the time so he is going to avoid stefan gilmore slot receivers have had a lot of success against the patriots it was jermaine curse last week six for 66 and a touchdown adam thielen of course a lot better than him adam thielen 100 plus yards and or a touchdown in 10 of 11 games this year kyle rudolph benefited from a little bit more coverage assigned to the wide receivers by green bay last week Uh, the vikings you know talked about this they were going to use him a little bit more kyle rudolph had seven catches in the first half um you know i'm not so sure that that's going to continue but it, it is a positive sign uh, going forward, I think just throwing, they have not been throwing the ball to him very much. He's in that streamer mix as well. We can move on to the next one. Okay. We got San Francisco against Seattle. Uh, I noticed that Seahawks defense was available in a bunch of my leagues. I'm trying to get them, just trying to get them everywhere. I think that they're an awesome play. Nick Mullins keeps getting worse. This is what happened to C.J. Beathard, too. You know, They can come in and they can have the short-term success and they can be products of the system for a little while and you know, it's going to you know, the, it's gonna start to wear off. And that's what's happening. I mean, Kyle Shanahan wouldn't even commit to Nick Mullins as his starting quarterback until, um, you know, on, until Monday and uh, or at, at least following last week's game he was non-committal and you know having watched both of the, the last two games i mean i was surprised actually in the last one that that nick that cj bether didn't come in i mean nick mullins is skittish in the pocket and he's not accurate and their passing game was non-existent in this last game until like garbage time um you know with the exception of dante pettis and Dante Pettis's playing ability or his playability in fantasy is going to come down to injuries to or an injury to Pierre Garcon, who was out last week, and the personal issue for Marquise Goodwin, which kept him out last week. Uh, George Kittle didn't do anything until uh, it was check down time and you know in garbage time that. You know, stunk for Nick Mullins, or that that stunk for uh, George Kittle. He did wind up with six catches for 48 yards, 
so he definitely wasn't terrible. Uh, and I think he's going to be fine against Seattle, but that's what happened in that game. Matt Breedle lit it up, but man, I still worry about his health. I mean, he looks like he's this past game. He had 140 total yards, and he has over over 130 total yards in back to back games. But there there were plays like where he limped off or he checked out. At one point, he threw his helmet because he it looked like he aggravated the ankle injury. He looks like he's he run, he's running with a gate or a hitch in his gait at some at some points. Um, Seattle has gotten throttled by the run recently so i think that matt Breida is an rb2 but um I'll, I'll be interested to see his practice participation this week the dude is an, an absolute warrior one of the toughest players in the nfl uh jeffrey wilson was the number two running back over alfred morris last week undrafted out of north texas had i think eight touches uh looked okay but matt Breida uh, is it remains the feature back but, but in deeper leagues I, I would recommend grabbing Jeffrey Wilson for the stretch run. Um, Russell Wilson should eat. Uh, Chris Carson, the clear number one in Seattle. Rashad Penny and Mike Davis both had four touches last week. Chris Carson had uh, 20. Uh, facing San Francisco, no Ruben Foster. Um, you know, uh, big home favorite, Seattle's favorite by 10. Great spot for Chris Carson and the Seahawks defense. David Moore, we talked about how he was getting targets and air yards and how the you know, variance was eventually going to flip in his favor. Dude balled out last week. I mean, over 100 yards, um, beating up on Corn Elder, beating up on James Bradbury. I mean, he, he ran one route. just James Bradbury fell down for like a 50-yard gain, and – uh, David Moore, really, really talented dude, um, you know, has been inconsistent in the box score, and he and he's still like a wide receiver three slash four, but um, definitely not a bad play. Tyler Lockett, awesome player. 49ers have been getting crushed in the slot every week. He's around forty-five to fifty-five percent of his routes in the slot, uh, so I think that he is a strong play against San Francisco. Doug Baldwin, 17 targets the last two weeks. Results have not not been there, uh, but he's got five-plus catches in three straight games. You know, it, it was a while back that we kind of understood he was going to be, um, you know, not what we hoped that he would be in, you know, early August. Um, but uh, he's still a, a PPR option as a wide receiver three. Nick Vanette. Ed Dixon sharing time at tight end. We can move on to the next one. Next game, Sunday night football. I will be in the booth for that one for Westwood One. Looking forward to it. Should be a pretty good fantasy night, too. The Chargers at the Steelers. Yeah, so Chargers have a pretty good defense, but Steelers have a better offense when they're at home. We have seen them have very uneven performances, although pretty much all the guys have gotten the job done from a fantasy standpoint. But um, we've seen them have very uneven performances in consecutive road games. They're going back home this week. I think they light it up. I think Ben lights it up. I think Antonio gets right after Broncos really sold out to stop him. Last week he still had nine catches and 13 targets, but 
Uh, I mean, he was the guy that they that the Broncos wanted to take away. They did that to Tyree Kill earlier in the season, and um, it it, it, it kind of worked. Uh, the Broncos were competitive in that one, they and they won uh, on Sunday. So you know, kudos to them. They've they've strung together some some victories. Uh, one interesting note from last week: uh, the the Steelers moved Ryan Switzer into the slot. And he was a full-time player for the first time all year. Now, his playing time had been uh, on an upward trajectory, uh, but he had not reached the, po- the, the, uh, the position where he was a full-time player until last week. Uh, he got eight targets. Now, Ben threw it a million times, so that's going to skew the number of targets, period. Uh, but he was out there as a full-time player. I, th- I wonder if that was – an you know what? What happened as a result of that is Juju Smith Schuster played seventy percent of his snaps on the outside. I wonder if that was game plan oriented against Chris Harris because it's real clear. You know, everyone knows the Broncos' outside cornerbacks are wh- who you go after. You know, and you try to avoid Chris Harris. Now, Chris Harris wound up chasing around Antonio Brown a bunch in the game anyway. But I, I wonder if that was a game plan specific situation. Um, but it, it does put Ryan Switzer in the mix as like a single game DFS option. Uh, and, uh, Switzer, um, as a slot receiver has, you know, decent volume potential against the chargers. Uh, he's a wide receiver four, uh, and he's PPR specific. Um, but Juju Smith-Schuster playing outside also last week, you know, I think that might lessen the chance that we see lessen lessen the chances that we see Casey Hayward uh, run around with Antonio Brown. But the other outside cornerback for the Chargers is a dude by the name of Michael Davis, second year out of BYU. Um, I mean, that's a guy that the Steelers are going to go after. You know, like no, there is no doubt about it. Uh, and he, he hasn't been terrible for the Chargers, but that's the guy that the Steelers are going to go after in this game. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. It's Does it make more sense for the, the Chargers to use Casey Hayward directly on one guy or just leave him on one side and, you know, always have help to that, that other side? I don't know. Um, but I think that that's how the game is going to go. And at the end of the day, you just start Juju and you start Antonio Brown. You think about Ryan Switzer if you're in a deep PPR league. Vance McDonald got banged up last week. I think he's going to play this week. Uh, but I would keep an eye on the practice reports. If he doesn't play, Jesse James enters the streamer conversation. Chargers' weakness on defense is not versus the pass, though. It's versus the run. And... You know, we have seen James Conner recently get into some situations where it uh, just was not, you know, amenable to um, big-time fantasy production. You know, and it was in week 10, it was he suffered a concussion. He scored a touchdown, and he was playing pretty well against Carolina, and then he, he suffered a concussion. Uh, and then the next week, the Steelers fell behind big to the Jags. And, you know, that's never going to work out for a running back, you know, or or very rarely going to work out for a running back. Last week, they threw a million passes against Denver. And uh, James Conner, he caught four balls and he finished with 17 touches. But, you know, it was not uh, one of his better games from from a production standpoint. This can be. 
The Steelers are favored by, I believe, three and a half. Um, they are at home. Um, the Chargers have lost Kaiser White, Denzel Perryman, and Corey Legit, three of their best interior players, uh, two starting linebackers and a starting defensive tackle to injury. Uh, so I think that James Conner can absolutely get back on track in this game. On the other side, this is a tough one for me on Phillip Rivers because he has been playing at such a high level. But the Steelers, um, man, they can really rush the passer. And Phillip Rivers has taken seven sacks in the last two games. Um, his pass protection has not been as good as it has been all year. And the Steelers' pass rush has been on fire. And, um, <clears throat> I, you know, Phillip Rivers has not been an upside play this season. So I would be looking at um, options other than Phillip Rivers this week. I think, if, look, if you end up just, you know, settling on Phillip Rivers, that's fine. This game has um, a big total and both teams can score. Uh, but I'm, I'm a little concerned about Phillip Rivers just not being an upside play against the Steelers. Really hasn't been one all season. Uh, Keenan Allen has the best matchup in the Chargers receiver core. He's going to be 50-50 outside and in the slot. That's how they've been using him pretty much all season. Um, Steelers have a good slot corner in Mike Hilton, but he's small. He's real small, and they play a lot of zone on the inside. So he's not always matching up with dudes in, in man coverage. And Keenan Allen can get you know, caught running routes essentially against linebackers and safeties. Uh, and Keenan Allen has been on a roll recently with uh, 100-plus yards and or a touchdown in four straight games. Um, you know, he was that sneaky wheel when they – squeaky wheel when they were in London. And ever since then, he has been a dominant fantasy performer. And I expect that him to keep that up against Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football. Mike Williams scored a couple of touchdowns last week. You know that's what he's going to do. I think you know he never gets yards, never gets big targets. Um, but you know that. But so he's a very touchdown dependent player. Tyrell Williams played nine snaps last week, ran seven routes, dealing with a quad injury. Travis Benjamin wound up jumping into that third receiver role. And uh, on the single-game DFS slates, people like to play him for the primetime games. Um, I think that Travis Benjamin is kind of sneaky against uh, Pittsburgh. He's got big playability. Um, Tight ends, Antonio Gates, Virgil Green, both ran or they have both ran around 15 routes per game over the last two weeks uh antonio gates had the one big game against arizona but he was a no-show last week just can't do anything with those guys um fun guy to talk about is austin eckler because i mean it's real unlikely that melvin gordon plays mcl sprain austin no, eckler, he's not playing He's not. Playing. He's got a grade two. He's out for probably three or four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Austin Eckler going to be the feature back. Comes off the bench last week. Ten catches. I mean that is money in the bank. Uh, Justin Jackson did pr- run pretty well in his first extended look, and I think that he's going to get some carries 
in this game. Maybe a few catches. He's an all-purpose dude um, for sure. But he's also he's another small dude. I mean, he's 199 pounds. Austin Eckler is, I believe, 185. One, no, he's 195. 195. Um, and he's a little more compact. Like Justin Jackson's a little bit taller. Austin Eckler is an RB2 with RB1 upside against Pittsburgh. Um, I, th- I think he's going to catch a ton of balls in this game, and he's got that big playability. Uh, so if you've been stashing him, great job. Uh, he, you, you want him in your, in your starting lineup. Again, this is, this is a, a projected high-scoring game. The, the total is uh, well over 50. I believe it's 52 or 53. And uh, Austin Eckler is going to be out there a lot. Justin Jackson, I think, is the change of pace. Will be the change of pace, dude. Um, yeah, that takes care of that game. Monday night football. I will also be there. That time, I'll be on the sideline. I'm doing both games in the Great Keystone State on Sunday and Monday. After, by the way, Evan being on sideline for SEC Championship on Saturday. I got a heck of a uh, heck of a weekend coming up. SEC championship for those Alabama and Georgia freak shows before I fly to Pittsburgh, do that game in the booth, and then drive from Pittsburgh home for a little bit and then to Philly. It's the Redskins and the Eagles, and the Eagles really leaned on Josh Adams and really ran the ball pretty effectively against the Giants in the second half of that game on Sunday, but the Redskins have a better front. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That sounds like a blast of a weekend. By the way, um, stay warm. Josh Adams. Yeah, I mean he's he's you know he's he's in a great position though. I mean the Eagles are home favorites here. He's to the point where we can count on him for twenty touches. You know, I, and I was big on picking him up several weeks ago, but I never even necessarily thought he would get to this point where he's got a legit shot at 20 plus touches and he's locked into goal line, you know, and, and they do use him a little bit in the passing game. Um, the Redskins do have a a better front, but they also have not been, you know, shutting down run, uh, running games lately, uh, by any means. And I think that the matchup is not, uh, worrisome for Josh Adams. He got up to a really, one thing you kind of like is that, he got off to a really slow start last week, and then he wound up with a really good game. Uh, I mean, he got hurt playing special teams early in the game. Uh, he had, what, like two carries for negative two yards at one point. I think he was even worse than that. Seven carries for 17 yards at one point. And he wound up with, like, 16 fantasy points. Uh, and he had the, the long r- touchdown call back a 52-yard touchdown call back. So he had so many factors working against him last week, and he still delivered. Um, so think about what what could happen if, hey, he has a game where things go right for him. You know, it, he could he could blow it up. So I, I'm excited about Josh Adams. I have him in a number of spots, and I will be using him wherever it makes sense, which is probably going to be on most of the teams where I have him. Um He's a he, he's an excellent excellent fantasy play in this game. I think that the, the the Eagles can have a lot of success as a team in this game. And look, they have been very very disappointing all season. Uh, but I just the the Redskins their pass rush has kind of faded away. Uh, 
um, you know, they're kind of just fading away as a team. I mean, they, they suffered a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to be under a lot of scrutiny all week. I just, I, they're going to, they're going to struggle, I think, in Philadelphia. And I think that Carson Wentz, Alshon, certainly Zach Ertz, certainly Josh Adams, um, all these guys are, are pretty good fantasy plays. Golden Tate, since they acquired him, he's like been a negative to the offense. I mean, you're, you're taking snaps and, and usage away from Dallas Goddard. Alshon's targets are way down. Um, and Golden Tate, you know, the Redskins have been really good against slot receivers all season long. I mean, Cole Beasley was like nowhere to be found on Thanksgiving, um, you know, and that's been a, a trend all season long. So uh, I, Golden Tate would be the guy that I would probably not play uh, against the, the Redskins. The argument for him would be that the Eagles, you know, they, they really have struggled since making that deal and they're kind of incentivized to, especially in front of the home crowd, to make uh, Golden Tate work. Uh, but I think that that would be maybe to the detriment of the team so far. Golden Tate trying to shoot him targets has been to the detriment of the team. He's got 97 scoreless yards on 20 targets. You may as well just give the ball to a running back, and he's going to be, you know, just as effective. And you're not going to have, you know, as many incompletions, and you know, you're not going to all all that kind of stuff. And you're not going to risk having interceptions on handoffs. So, uh, and on the other side, Colt McCoy, I mean, look, he played, he played all right, uh, against Dallas. He threw what three picks, um, and he's going to be more aggressive than Alex Smith. You know that I think that that's for sure. He's not necessarily a, a better talent than Alex Smith, but he is, you know, he's going to be, he's going to take more chances. I mean, no, no one takes as few chances as Alex Smith. Um, so Cole McCoy, that bodes well for Josh Doxon, who had, hey, 10 targets. His first game above 50 yards all year against Dallas. And that was not in a good matchup. This is a much better matchup against Philadelphia. I think that Josh Doxon is a low-key, kind of awesome wide receiver three-play against Philly. Um, Jordan Reed, he's been great with, with Cole McCoy at quarterback. And you, you keep rolling him. Um Vernon Davis had the touchdown bomb, but, you know, of course, he's not running many routes. He's, you know, he he goes catchless all the time. I mean, he's catchless in, what, three of his last six games. So he would be below that, that stream of tier, that, that tier of streamers that we discussed on the first show. Um, don't know if Jamison Crowder is going to be back. Trey Quinn, he was great, you know, as a Thanksgiving play. And he would be in, in line for a great matchup, but we're not going to know probably on Jamison Crowder. I mean, we didn't even know about Jamison Crowder until right before game time on Thanksgiving. So, you know, I, I don't know you know, what, what to say about that situation. In the backfield, it's not really a run defense issue. It's an issue of being on the road as an underdog against the Eagles. We're likely to have offensive success. We're likely to have a lead. You know, Chris Thompson might finally come back. Adrian Peterson is a guy that I'd be looking to avoid. I'd, I'd rather play Josh Adams than Adrian Peterson uh, this week. Sounds weird, but, you know, that's that's where we are. Good luck to everyone in week 13. Evan, you are a Greek god. 
or something like that. You're at least very, very good with your fantasy insight. I wonder, we should talk about this off the air. I wonder how much, obviously, you know so much about these guys and all the information you put in. I actually had somebody email. I got to read this email at some point, Evan. Somebody emailed. uh, He's number one right now in the Westgate Super Contest. Um that Steve Fezzik from the Even Money podcast is the only two-time winner of. And he says he gets actually gets tremendous value for his betting listening to you on the feast. And you talk about the weather and game flow and how you expect the game to go and that that's why his bets have been so good this year. I don't know if that's the case why my bets haven't been good over at betonline.ag, the ones I give you on the Even Money podcast. If you want to place a bet, that's the place to do it. We got conference championship games coming out, coming up this weekend out the wazoo. Obviously, there's always NBA and college hoops and NHL and everything. And then there's some real good NFL games to bet on. You can bet on Cowboys Saints tonight, Chargers and Steelers Sunday, Monday night, Eagles Redskins. I'll be at a lot of those games. Again, the, the way to do it, though, the place to do it is betonline.ag. And the code is podcast1. So you get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up, right? So you deposit $500 or 100 bucks. They give you a 50% bonus. They throw an extra 50 bucks in there, or an extra 250 depending on what you put in. Kind of nice. Kind of nice to start ahead of the game, if you will. It's also kind of nice, those of you that listen to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, because as great as Evan is, Greg Cosell is right up there with him, and he's on every Thursday on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. So if you if you only check out one episode of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, that would be a good one every Thursday to get Greg Cosell's insight as well because he talks players, he talks matchups, he talks game flow, coaches, scripts as well. He is excellent as well. I know, Evan, you feel the same way. That'll do it, by the way, for part two here of the Fantasy Feast Eaton Podcast. Can't tell you how much we appreciate Apple podcast rating and reviews from you guys. That means everything. In fact, if you do that, if you rate and review the show, send me an email, ross at rosstucker.com, if you have a specific question about Evan, and I will read and respond to it on there. I'll read it, and Evan will reply to it on the air here on the show. Other than that, I'm stuffed, totally full now. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.